the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. I hope you're having a great day. A little bit of a heat wave here in Southern California, but, you know, summer's coming. We have the opposite of the uh, saying for Game of Thrones, which is winter is coming. It's um, hell is coming here in Southern California. It will be August soon enough. So, you know, the hills will be on fire. The sky will be filled with smoke. It'll be 115 degrees. Yep. Yep. I'm trying to remember why I live here again, but uh, it's because of you people. All my friends out here in Southern California is why I still live here. Um, But uh, boy, I'm not looking forward to August as hot as this month has been. Anyway, folks, I hope you're staying cool at this point in time at one o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. But at this point in time, I want to go over a few things that are happening in the near future. Very important things. We'll talk about the government. We'll talk about what uh, uh, the new ATF head is is all about. But I want to talk about something really, really fun. And that is June 26th. If you remember my show a few weeks ago, we had Brian Long on, also known as Patchum Quick. He's one of the deputy fast draw artists. Actually, he's a state California champion, maybe in the Western Division champion. He's fast. Anyway, um, we are going to be doing a, a event on June 26th at their range. Now, it's an indoor range. It's the deputies, 9772 6th Street in Rancho Cucamonga, 10 o'clock in the morning on June 26th. If you've never tried Cowboy Fast Draw before, this is the event for you. Um, I'll have some event pages put up on our, on our websites, but on our Facebook pages and Gab pages. But this is something that you can go and learn. I mean, we all played with Quick Draw growing up, and this is the actual event. So you're going to be able to use their firearms. You can rent them there. The bullets are wax. So if you have a – it's the safest way to go. You're not going to have an accident. But if you did, it's the safest way to go. So the bullets are wax. It's uh, very, very safe. It's a very controlled environment. The range masters are helping everybody all the way through, but it's a great way to learn quick draw. And I'm going to be there. I'm really looking forward to this. I'm trying to get a whole group of my friends down there. And I think, what do we say? I think if you beat my time, you may get an adult beverage at lunch. I don't know if I can say that on Salem, but um, I just did. So uh, Saturday, June 26th, 10 o'clock a.m., 9772 6th Street, Rancho Cucamonga. It'll be an event page posted on our Facebook and our Gab um, sites, and check that out. Okay. Really looking forward to that. We've all seen some of the things that are going on in in Washington, D.C., 
this chipmunk who is attempting to be the head of the ATF is about the worst thing since sliced bread for the Second Amendment. He doesn't believe anybody should own any firearm, and he is just trying to hide his position with a lot of obfuscation. When asked what an assault weapon is, basically he had to come down and say anything that takes in a detached box magazine and a semi-auto is an assault weapon. We all know that's false. We all know there's no such thing as an assault weapon. We also know that any firearm can be used by evil people. So we, the Second Amendment community, we are all in favor of evil people control. Leave our freedoms alone. Leave us alone. Quit releasing 76,000 freaking felons into our state and put them back in jail. That's how you reduce crime. That's how you, you, you follow up when you have mass shootings, mass shootings meaning gang-related drive-by shootings. You put the bad guys back in jail. You do the raids. You find out that here's a felon with a gun. You don't let him out on the street again. You continue to put bad guys in jail for a really, really long time or put them in the ground, which is a better solution, more permanent solution. You deal with them once. It's like, it's like the thing in your office when you want to be more efficient. You deal with paper once. All right. Bad guys like that, we deal with them once, we don't have to deal with them again. It's a great thing. The recidivism rate goes way down. So we need to have tougher laws, not weaker laws. We don't need to defund the police. We need to fund private citizens. That's it. And allow us to be safe in our own homes. And we do not need this idiot chipmunk trying to be in charge of the ATF. He is... He's ridiculous. I mean, he thought that the 1994 gun ban didn't go far enough. You really shouldn't have any firearms other than a musket, and he probably wants to register those too. All the while living in a gated community with armed guards, so aren't um, national police presence protecting him, Secret Service and so forth because of his position. But you and your family, nope, you're on your own. All right. We will have the next couple of weeks, uh, Rick Travis is going to be coming on, and he's going to be talking about some of the things that are going on in California. So we'll have all of your updates on that. In California, they do these placeholder bills. Now, what that means is in February, early February, I think you have to have all the legislation that you're going to vote on for the entire year, and that ends in August. So what they do is they create a name for a bill, like the Safety and Neighborhoods Act of 2021. And there's no guts to it. It is just a completely blank bill. But they pass it and they put it into committee. They do that so that later on they can add all the guts to it. They won't have to put up with six months of people commenting on it, reviewing it, kicking the tires. They keep it completely empty until just before the final vote date. Then they plug in all the nastiness that they've been hiding and planning all along. It's not the best way to do it, but it's the way the California Democrats do it. They do control this state. And until we turn that around, this is something we're going to have to fight with. So Rick will be telling you more about what's going on with that. Uh, All of the updates, the updates on L.A. County, CCW. And um, again, we're, we're we're in for it this year. We've got a hostile federal government. We have a hostile California government, and it's going to require a lot of effort on our parts to maintain our rights. Find out more at crpa.org. You need to join them if you haven't already. 
crpa.org, crpa.org, California Rifle and Pistol Association. You're going to have some great information and uh, be involved with a great group for that. Okay. So I think that's all of the uh, the updates we need to talk about. I want to go over a few things that uh, that I've been working on on myself. So as you know, as I announced months ago, uh, I've decided that I'm going to try and do a dull sheep hunt this year. And it's a, it's a big thing. It's, it's a commitment. It's a commitment in time, commitment in resources. Costs about 100 bucks, So um, that's an important thing, too. And so I want to go over some of the things that I've learned in this, uh, some of the gear that I've started to use, some of the training methods that I've been using, uh, some of the setbacks I've had. And I'll start with that right now. I've been doing some hike, some fake hunts. Let's call it that way. I've been hiking with a fully loaded backpack up into the mountains to different areas and doing long range shooting and so forth. And I noticed about three months ago that I was getting an awful pain in my left knee. Now, those of you longtime listeners know my right knee has a total replacement for a couple of years ago. So this was my good leg and it concerned me quite a bit. So I went in to see the uh, orthopedic, did an MRI. They came back saying that your left knee is pretty much shot too. You have torn meniscus, the cartilage on the back of your kneecaps gone. You have tear flaps on your femurs. You know, basically, how are you still doing what you're doing with the leg? Um, it's what you do because you don't know any better. So I've had a arthroscopic surgery on my left leg, and that was about three and a half weeks ago. Three and a half weeks ago, exactly. So anyway, I had that surgery. I'm doing better. We've had a plasma-rich treatment done on it, um, which is kind of an interesting thing. And I'm healing through that. So my hunt is a little over two months away, and I'm recovering from a surgery and starting to train again. So that's, that's kind of where I am physically. Now, doll sheep hunting it's pretty majestic. You know, you're talking about mountains that are extremely steep and covered with a lot of shale and loose rock. And that's kind of the more difficult portion of it. But um, the elevation isn't that bad. You're looking maybe six to 7,000 feet for the tops of some of those hills. You're not talking about 15,000 or 12, 13,000, like, you know, not 15,000 in Colorado, but 15,000 in other countries. You're not talking about the super, super high elevations but you're talking about very, very steep mountains. So the mountains and the Wrangles and the Brooks Range and some of those other areas, they just go from river valley straight up. There's not a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of respite. So the climbing is going to be relentless. And not just the climbing, but the side hilling, because unless you're going vertically straight up, you're side hilling. And I don't know if you've ever side hilled with the pack on and extra weight, but that puts a huge, huge emphasis on your boots. And so one of the things we're going to talk about when I come back here, is some of this equipment that I've been using, the boots are amazing. And we'll talk about the, the different styles and what's involved with that. So anyway, join me on this. I'm looking forward to it. Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out at Gab at Firing Line Radio. On Gab at Firing Line Radio, because we all know fake book is fake book. And we're moving over to Gap. Be right back after this. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? 
This is my boomstick. Hey, folks, welcome back to Boomstick Radio. Philip Naiman here. Um, as you know, every week we're sponsored by Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside, on the corner of Arlington and Brockton. And as I've been saying for months now, every day at Bullseye is Christmas. Why? Because you didn't have a gun when you went in the store, and when you leave, you have one. So, boom, it's like a present. Every time you show up, you got something new to pick up there. Now, why do I say it like that? Because the supply chain has been so devastated in California, well, really nationwide. We're not sure what's going to happen. So, you have to go to the gun stores early. You have to go to the gun stores often. And then you can find out what's on the shelf and make your purchases. So that's what we're recommending here is a uh, almost daily visit to Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Brockton and Riverside. 951-823-0211. It's Christmas time. Go on in there. Um, sweet talk, Vince. Maybe you can get a 50% discount. Let me know if that works. Okay. Bullseyesport.com. 951-823-0211. Hey, uh, on the show here, we just had somebody call in, so I want to introduce him right there. It's Rick Travis. Rick Travis is the Director of Development for the California Rifle and Pistol Association, an extremely busy man. And we were going to talk about LA County uh, this morning, and I just started talking about some of the different gear stuff that I'm doing with my hunt. So I'm going to take this section. We're going to talk about these upcoming things as long as it takes. And I know he's busy. If he has to go, we'll continue the other part. So Rick, welcome to the show. How you doing? Pretty good. It has been really busy, but it's been really good and really trying. So I'll start off with the good for a change, and it will go the trying stuff. All right, um, let's go. So the good is uh, we have been working for months behind the scenes, along with about six other sheriff's departments who have been working with Sheriff Alex Villanueva, um, who uh, has been doing an incredible job. In fact, on Thursday of this week, he was in Breitbart talking about how the crime has risen in L.A., and he wants to give more of its county residents, um, which includes people living in the city, the ability to have a CCW. Uh, one of the things uh, people were criticizing him for was when the announcement first came out about three months ago, it was like, well, he's taken a long time. What he did that was impressive to me, because as you know, Phil, we've talked about other counties and other CCWs in the departments, is Villanueva actually built a very robust CCW unit. Instead of doing it how other departments did, you know, have two people in there trying to handle everybody, and then four, and, you know, slowly building it up. He started off with 18 people in his unit, which means he can handle a lot more people. Now we also have to realize LA County's got roughly 13 million people. So 13 million people, probably about a million and a half of them on firearms for sure, that are going to want to try to do this. It's going to be jammed for a little bit, but he is doing it. Um, you have to show cause, but that's no different than the same cause requirements and, and other counties on his border of San Bernardino, Riverside, or Orange County. It's not draconian by any step. And so, so let's, we're let's talk people, about that. Showing, let's talk about sure. showing cause, okay? So this catches a lot of people when they're filling this out. It's number one thing I hear from someone is, is well, how do I say this? I mean, what they're saying is I want to be able to protect my family. I want to be able to protect my business. I want to protect myself, but that doesn't seem like that's good enough for some sheriff. So what, what is it, uh, the explanation that they want to hear? Well, what I tell a lot of people is it's like anything else in life to us. When we're talking, we're thinking, like you said, just saying, Oh, I need to protect myself. That should be enough. But a lot of times, what does that look like? It doesn't always look the same for everybody. So, for example, 
Um, when I put my good costume in, I also attach a couple of photographs. I show pictures of me teaching people firearms, you know, out in the open. I show myself uh, hunting or hiking in remote areas. I show those things. And that, that's just working with the investigator. And I want to I really do a shout out. We met with investigators up and down the state at our CCW conference two months ago. And overwhelmingly, they are pro to a pro gain CCWs in many people's hands. But they said, you got to realize if you make a claim, you know, I, I, I go and get my grandmother's drugs at the drugstore late at night. Well, anybody can say that, but now how's the investigator sign off on that, that that's a true statement? Because that's what they have to do on their end. Well, if I bring pictures of, hey, you know, here's what I go do for grandma, and here's where I go, and this is what part of town. Oh, okay. Done. And here's here's the shady people outside the drugstore, and here's the guy sleeping on the curb, and here's, yeah, here's right. the gangbangers rolling by, and yeah. Right. And and so, you know, you don't have to take a lot of pictures, but one or two pictures, that helps build your your good cause and most of them are I, like I do thank remember, you very much right i do remember a story from jim mcmahon when i was in san Bernardino county um he he was talking about his evolution on ccws right and some uh, on the good cause statement and an 84 year old lady uh, applied and her good cause statement was i live in san bernardino he goes, that's right. it. He goes, that's self-defense. 84 years old. You know, obviously she's not going to be able to fight her way out or run away or anything like that. Yeah. So it was a uh, eye opener for him that self-defense is like, that's all you really need, but help them by articulating. Don't just say, and this is a bad line. Don't say second amendment. Come on, work with them. I understand right. that's where you feel and I understand that's the way it should be. This is the way it is. And if we're going to open up a new county like LA County, and if we're going to open up a new county for this, um, let's make it easy for them to give you the, the permits. I know, I know yeah. I'm saying give you your rights. I understand that guys, but this is our reality. So get your CCW, get in line, get in there, do everything right. And um, you'll have a much safer County. Now, two other points I'll make. Uh, one, 84 is pretty young because I just got to, to see a 102-year-old get her first CCW. And she was quite impressive. And I was like, I thought she was like 70. She's 102 and, and did it. And that's, that's pretty cool. But the other thing, too, is I want to blow away a myth that I keep hearing, especially since we made this announcement at LA County. Well, the California-based CCW is no good anywhere else in the country. That's not true. In over 20 states, there's reciprocity with the California CCW now. So we're not national reciprocity yet, but it is growing. And I want to, you know, our, our community quit saying miss out there because that prevents some people from going to applying because they think, well, it's useless anywhere else. And that's not the case. Well, you, okay. So you're going to have to get it anyway in California right. if you want to have carry somewhere else. But um, I, I, on the reciprocity, I don't think it works on our border states, though. I mean, Arizona's not, or it doesn't matter in Arizona, you can carry anything you want, right? Right. But Nevada's not. I know Cook County through LA or through Las Vegas is not. Right. Is the rest of the state okay or just that? The rest county? of the state's okay. It's just that county's not always good with their own people having a CCW. Well, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> sex and vice, uh, I don't know, it brings in the wrong kind of people. Who knows, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Who saw that coming? 
So um, what about the Oregon? Uh, Oregon, yeah, you're good in Oregon. In fact, uh, I will send you a list that you can post up on your website. I don't have it in front of me right now that tells everybody, and then they'll, they'll know where it is. So it's, it's the fact that you could finally, finally say I have an L.A. County CCW, you know, that's just, that's bragging rights. Now, hats off to Villanueva um, to finally be coming around. You know, I don't want to yeah. criticize him now. He's doing a good thing. So hopefully he'll do that and he'll put a lot of bad guys in jail, too, and, and help fight this ridiculousness of letting 76,000 more felons on our street. More. This is right. after Gaffin Newsom's already emptied everything. The only people left are like Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, Kevin Cooper, you know, that's, that's yeah. nobody else is in jail. Well, and it's Gascon that we got to get rid of in LA County because, you know, that's just, he's just a pain. I saw 44 district attorneys um, wrote letters uh, against Gavin Newsom's trying to release the 76,000 additional because I think yeah. it was 40,000 a year and a half ago. So that's, that's over a hundred thousand felons. How many cities right. do we have over a hundred thousand, right? Yeah. I think city of Irvine's about 140,000. Imagine all yeah. those people in there being felons. Yeah. Some are. Then the, uh, the, other, the other issue that isn't so good, but we need to let everybody know, is we've had an assembly bill, 1223, that came down, went through all the committees. We weren't allowed to testify on it. And it is the one that raises taxes to almost 30 to 31%, depending on if you're buying a firearm, precursor parts, ammunition, et cetera. Um, the idea was the money for that bill was going to go into the victims fund where they do research on law abiding gun owners. That's, that's were, the guy from Davis, right? Right. That this, and, this guy is a shill. He is. Not, yeah. yeah. And so we were fighting that. And uh, all of a sudden we thought we had won because when uh, President Biden gave all the money to Gavin Newsom, Gavin Newsom funded that program out three years. So it's like fully paid for for the next three years. So we're like, well, we don't need this bill anymore. After the bill had moved through all the committees where nobody could talk about it, on the floor, our leftist Senate came up with a brand new uh, hierarchy, another you know, bureaucracy to fund with this bill. So we need your people, call their state senators, call their state assemblymen, and tell them to vote no, because we do not want this bill to go to the governor's desk. Rick, do you have one more session you can do with us? I really got to get going. You got to get going. I want to thank yeah. you for your time. Thank you for all you do. California yeah. Rifle and Pistol Association, crpa.org. Join them because you see what they're doing for you. God bless, my friend. Take care. Have questions about handgun safety, local sports shooting events, or your Second Amendment rights? Just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice. No sales pitch. Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. Whether you're a seasoned gun owner or a newcomer, at Bullseye Sport, they welcome everyone, especially ladies considering a firearm for the first time. When they go to our store, we want to give them something that they're going to feel comfortable with. And if you're looking to purchase a gun, ammo, or accessories... If we don't have it, we will get it for you. For all the answers to your rifle and handgun questions, just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport. 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211. AM 590. The answer. 
This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Spartans, lay down your weapons. Persians, come and get them. Hey, folks, welcome back to Mulan Lave Saturday. Philip Naiman. Now, you just heard Rick Travis on again. He. We were very lucky to get him for this session. He will be giving you more detail the next couple of weeks as he's filling in on the show. Um, so you get more detail of what's going on in California. But you heard him say, call your senators. You heard him say, call your state legislators, state senators, okay, state. I'm going to say we need some of you to run for state legislature and state senator because the ones that are there don't get it. We have a supermajority of liberal pigs, and they need to be removed. So... Let's think about this. If you've if you're in a position in your life where you could make a run at this, hey, California needs you, the Second Amendment needs you, you have to start fighting these evil people because they are just going to continue on. They got everything they wanted in this last example he just told us about. They got everything they wanted and they still decided to try and fund a 31% tax on firearms and ammunition because you know, a dollar twenty-five around isn't enough. It needs to be a dollar eighty-five around with a new tax. So Think about this, folks. We need Second Amendment people to stand up, get involved, do the heavy lifting. And that's an important, it's a pray about it. You know, this is an important thing, but uh, your state needs you because the state we're in is, is not a good place. So think about that, folks. It's an important, important calling. If you have the opportunity, really consider it. All right. So anyway, I wanted to thank Rick for uh, taking that, that time to uh, tell us about the LA County and what's going on with that. That's an important thing. And let me get back to what I was talking about before, which is gear and uh, being a gearhead uh, for hunting gear. Not a motorhead at all. Anybody who knows me, I'm not mechanical. Putting one foot in front of the other, I can do, but that's basically it. Uh, and I have, you know, quick ties on my shoes because I can't even do the laces, but all right. So <clears throat> where I was talking about on, on training and talking about in doll sheep hunting and, and heavy mountain hunting, different requirements for different things. So boots are important. Boots are one of the most, one of the most important things you can have on a hunt like this. Because if you're not going vertical straight up and down on shale, you're side hilling. And if you've got a pack, even, you know, your, your hiking in pack's going to weigh close to 50 pounds with your firearm and your food and everything for several days. But even if you're just doing your hunting pack, you've got an extra 15 pounds on your back or something, and you're side hilling on shale for mile after mile, you are going to end up with huge blisters on the bottom of your feet. Now, most people associate the blisters with going straight downhill or something like that. But on a side hill, because of the torsion that's happening with your feet, it's, it's kind of going like this. And if you have a sole of your boot that is semi-loose, now I've hunted with Danners for years. Danners have been a great boot for elk hunting, deer hunting, you know, for everything. But they, the ones that I've had have had a fairly pliable sole, which is great if you're stalking and you're in trying to make some less noise. And for most applications, it's been great. For this, it's been terrible. Um, I had to replace my boots and I'm glad I replaced them. So I've got two different sets. Um, I just received the ones from Crispy. I got the Crispy Guide Boot. Um, crispy is spelled C-R-I-S-P-I, crispy guide. Now I got that right after my surgery. So I haven't had a chance to have them in the field yet. So 
they will be coming up. The other boots that, and what I like about the crispy is it's an all leather boot. It's a little bit taller, about half a pound heavier each one than the uh, Kuyu boots, but it's leather and has a full rubber rand. Rubber rand is the protective bumper, if you will, on your boot that keeps the rocks from cutting the leather, keeps you from kicking things or rocks from kicking you. So the rubber rand's important, but the sole is super stiff. So when you are in that side hilling position for a mile after mile, you're not putting that, that inside weight distribution against the ball of your feet, which is where you're going to end up with blisters on major side hilling after that. So the Crispies looks like a great boot. I haven't had a chance to try it in the field yet, but the other one that I have been hiking with has been the Kuyu GTX and it's their eight inch boot. It's a little bit lighter. It's a narrow boot. Now, if you're going to order these, the Kuyu, you need to go up a full size. So I normally wear a 13. These are 14s. This that's the way that they, they're uh, they're cut from Italy. They're, both of these boots are Italian, but the Kuyu has a more narrow foot. I guess Italian people have skinny feet. I don't know. I'm Italian. I had to go up a size. So the boots are extremely important to have that, again, that super solid feel on the sole. Now, when you first put them on, it doesn't, it, it seems really weird. You know, the heel comes down and then it, it just feels awkward. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be terrible hiking in these. I can't believe this is what we need to do. But I did. I uh, took the Kuyu out for a first, first stretch on a seven minute, uh, seven mile, seven minute, on a seven mile hike uh, up into the whitewater area and was doing some shooting out in the BLM land out there. And they were fantastic. So I didn't have any issues. The hot spots I was getting in my, um, my, my um, Danner boots were gone. And the stiffness on the sole, you got absolutely used to as you're walking. When you have to climb a, straight up a hill, it's nice because as your toes go in, you're using a lot less calf muscle to propel yourself. You don't have to really have a, a hard flex on your foot to continue to go up the hill. So it saves some muscle groups. It's really an interesting thing, some of the boot design. So I think that that's important. I'm, I'm excited about getting out in the Krispies and trying them. I probably am not going to be able to hike in those for a little bit longer, but just for my need to be healed. I'm not, yeah, not that I don't want to hike in them, um, my therapy right now, I'm just on an exercise bike. So it might be a week or two before I'm back in the field, starting that up again, but it's an important thing. And, um, that style of training, what my purpose was is to get used to hiking three to five, six miles out, six miles back, climbing Hills, getting up into a position, taking a shot at an unknown target, not an unknown target. I mean, a target I haven't shot at before. New to me. How's that? A target that's new to me, not unknown, like you don't know what you're shooting at. But get up there, range it. You've got your angles. You've got your wind calls. You're shooting across canyons. You're shooting different positions. You're shooting off of your backpack. Uh, you're shooting off the prone if you can get there, or maybe your bipod's not tall enough, so you're throwing it over your backpack on the ground. Really interesting. I think that's some of the best way to practice is field positions. The range is important. The range is important to know your equipment, to know where your zero is, to make sure that your gun is as accurate as it is, as as you can make it. Make sure your gun is as accurate as you are, right? That's really kind of what it boils down to. But then the training has to be in the field because if you're hunting, you know, we've shot a lot of animals offhand. Um, 
that's extremely important practice and finding a target two, three hundred yards away. That's a, a, the right size and making the shot. So you're confident. So if you have to take a 200 yard offhand shot, it's not your first time holding the rifle. If it is your first time holding the rifle, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's you have to learn the positioning. You have to learn where to hold the rifle. You have to learn how to hold your body, how to stand, how to structure yourself, and then how to breathe and your your trigger control. And all of those things will come into play. If, if the first time you're trying to shoot 200 yards is not on an animal, because that's not the way we do things, but it's important practice. Uh, The other thing that I learned not that I learned, but that I was practicing is the fact that there's a lot of shots from the sitting position and sitting on the, across the ground on a range is one thing sitting on a hillside that's 30 degrees or or steeper is a whole different animal. And how do you structure shooting downhill, shooting across, shooting uphill from a sitting position on a, a slope. So those are all great things to practice. And again, so I, I started these hikes back in January and um, I'm glad I did because it showed the, showed the problem I had with my knee and was able to get that fixed. But I think that that's a great way. If you are really interested in backpacking hunting, you should be out there now. Now, why? Well, we only get a week or two for hunting season, right? Some, some are a little longer than that, but that's not the time to learn this. So, the other part is training all year round kind of lets you hunt all year round. I'm not saying you're out there shooting animals, but, but you get everything. You're spotting game. You're learning the territory. You're learning your equipment. You've got the same exhilaration of hiking and coming in and picking a rock at 640 yards and say, wow, you know, if that was a big buck, would I be able to, to take that shot? Well, find out. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're making big rocks into small rocks is, is what we're doing. We're, we're gravel creators out there on the hillsides and in BLM land, it's not a problem. I mean, you shouldn't be out there target shooting everywhere, but this type of shooting I think is, is, is not gonna get you in trouble. Not a guarantee, not a lawyer. Don't play one on TV, but I think that getting out in the field is, is extremely important. And the boots are the number one thing that you're going to need to set up because that sets your base up. If you have hot feet, hurt feet, blistered feet, you're not going anywhere. Okay. We're going to come back and talk about our next thing uh, on our training session. Right back after this, Philip Naiman, check us out at gab, gab.com at firing line radio. Hi folks, Philip Naiman from firing line radio show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated million dollars for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at CCWSafe.com. AM 590, the answer. 
This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Yes! Great hunter. Yes? Yes. Fine figure of a man, yes? Yes? Yes. That is all you need to know for now. Hey, folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show website, firinglineradio.com. It's where all the podcasts are at. Uh, we are moving off of Facebook and uh, heading over to Gab. So the videos, if you're not familiar with Gab, it's an interesting platform. It's, it's not that hard to use. On one side of it's like an Instagram. The other side of it's like a YouTube, kind of a blend. But there's a Gab TV. GabTV.com is where the videos are to our podcasts are. GabTV.com. Uh, Gab.com is where the regular Firing Line Radio is at. Again, we're, we're learning this program as we go, but uh, I am uploading the podcast onto GabTV.com, so you can check those out. We had some great guests that uh, didn't get posted on the Facebook side. They're, they're showing up on that. So uh, we were just talking about other types of gear that's extremely important, and, and uh, the backpack. I'm going to go straight. The next one I'm going to talk about is the backpack. So when you have to plan to be out in the field for 10 days at a time, you have to carry a lot of extra stuff that you normally wouldn't. And oftentimes you end up with a giant backpack with the kitchen sink and everything else in it. And you really have to try and pare down every single thing that you're using. You know, I've been packing and unpacking my pack for about three months now and (laughs) put this in. I'm not going to use that. Uh, The latest thing is I had a, um, I was going to bring my, my cell phone and uh, the phone scope type of an issue, but I was worried about recharging it. So if I bring my cell phone, I have to bring a charger and a recharger and um, solar panel bank. So there's extra weight on that. Or I got an, a small little Olympus 20 megapixel uh, camera, super small, super lighter than the cell phone, takes better pictures. It's like, okay, you know, we're, I'll leave the cell phone in the, at the, the airport and, move on. But I'm saying taking a look at things and reevaluating and swapping equipment in and out is extremely important. But the pack itself I've chosen is the Eberly. I'm using the Eberly stock, uh, just one pack. And I'm using that because it holds the rifle inside. You have a scabbard that's right behind your back. And, and I like to carry them that way. Um, Basically, because I don't want my rifle to slip off my shoulder. There are some people who uh, just strap them to the side of your pack, but then your your firearm's exposed to the elements all the time. And in Alaska, it's going to rain all the time. I'm kind of getting a figure for that one. So it's going to rain all the time. So I want to make sure that I have uh, my firearm protected because that's, that's why I'm up there, you know. So I like the Eberly stock. The whole gun is protected from the elements. It isn't difficult to get out uh, in this type of shooting with dull sheep. It's really not snap shooting. You're not like you're going through the white tail woods and you need a fast swinging action rifle and whatever those people always talk about, but um, I was scared of full size rifle anyway, but it's not that type of hunting. It's more, you're going to be spotting them from miles away, hiking into position, coming over a ridge line, calling your shot. So the access part is not that, not going to be that difficult. Um, uh, for grizzly bears, you know, some guys want to have their rifle out because you run into a grizzly bear. I just plan on tripping my guide. I've already got that planned out. So I have trekking poles. I'm going to trip him up with those, 
that should delay the bear long enough for me to get the rifle out. So it's what it gets paid for, right? So that's one of the things you want to watch out in there is, is watch out in there. Watch out for hunting with me. Yeah. That's what you want to watch out for. <laughs> Don't be my guide. <laughs> Don't be slow. Um, the backpack. So the Everly stock, what's unique about it, not only is it comfortable, it's got a nice fit, um, but it does hold your rifle inside, inside the pack itself. This also has a pack that zips on, so you can add volume to it. Why is that important? Well, once the animal's down, it's got to be taken off the mountain. When you hunt in Alaska, you are not allowed to leave anything in the field. You, all meat has to come off the animal and be transported out. So that's an important feature um, to be able to add this additional bag to it. You also have to have waterproof stuff. So Alaska's crazy, you know. You have waterproof bags for your sleeping bag. You have waterproof bag for your clothing. Um, it's just important because when it gets wet, you're done. You know, if your sleeping bag is wet, it's your hunt's really over. There's there's no way you can recover for them that if it's 40 degrees at night and you got a wet bag. And in Alaska, there's not a lot of stuff to build firewoods on in some of these sheep areas because it's it's not wooded. It's pretty much open and grass. So you're not gonna have a big fire to dry everything out. And even if you did, it's gonna rain on you anyway. So water is an issue and your backpack needs to have protection on it. And that includes a rain cover for that. So those are some of the things that we're looking at. The other part that I like on this just one pack from, from Everly stock is the multiple compartments. It has two compartments on the outside that are long. Now, if you're a hunter, you understand that, Hey, my spotting scope on the outside is a good place to have it. So it's accessible, but covered from the elements. And on the other side, you can use either your tripods or your bipods. You can have them, since they're long, you can store them in that particular fashion and they're accessible. Um, again, this type of hunting is not going to be quick snapshot. I, I don't think maybe it will, you know, maybe I'll be practicing for a long distance and I'll end up shooting about 50 yards off the hip. So who, who knows? <laughs> you just have to be prepared for all of it, but the backpack is important that it has a feature that it fits you well, and you're going to be carrying a lot of weight. You also want to make sure that when you're going into the field with your water and your food, my guide uh, Mont is telling me that you want to be really no more than 45 pounds. And that's tough to do, to strip everything down to 45 pounds. You're going to have to do a lot with less. So, you know, you just, you can't, most guys are not going to be able to hike and hunt with a 70 pound backpack. It's just too much, especially then you get your animal down and now it's a 150 pound backpack. What do you, it's not going to work. Um, Jason Harrison, the uh, founder of Kuyu came out and said, he did some, some, a lot of phys physiology reports on that. And if you carry an extra 20 pounds, it puts like a 60% more stress on your body. So it's important the lighter you are, the lighter you are, and the lighter your pack is, the better off you're going to be. So I'm going to stop with that right there on, on the uh, on our gear talk. And I want to leave you folks with a somber note and uh, tell you a little bit about a friend of mine. Kelly McMillan uh, passed away this week. Uh, he was a personal friend, been involved with the show for years. That's how I met him. But uh, he was a great guy. He, he passed away on uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, 
or Tuesday evening, Wednesday morning this week. And I just want to, uh, I just want to say to Brittany, his daughter and his wife, you know, our condolences and Kelly was a great guy. He's a pioneer. He was a, you know, as far as the sport of shooting is concerned, he provided everything for everybody. He was always sponsoring shoots. He was sponsoring shooters. His company was leading the way. McMillan Stocks was leading the way. Kelly had just recently sold it. He sold it to Bob Beck from Extreme Outdoors and was just planning on retiring. Um, I was supposed to go see him in May. Uh, did, the plan didn't didn't work out. We were going to have a fishing trip in in September down in Mexico together. And, you know, you just never know. We're not, we're not promised tomorrow. And unfortunately we lost a good friend in Kelly McMillan. So think about that guys, you know, are are you ready for the next step? And uh, if you don't know what that means, give me a call. I'm glad to go over with you because we're, we're only here for a short time. Nobody knows the day or the hour. And when you're called, you know, until it's our time, we're invincible. But when it is our time, nothing can can stop us from going. So, you know, get right with God. That's an important thing. It's important every day. But you just you think about these things and it's 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 the other side of life. You know, that's what we have. So we've lost a giant in the field, a good friend. Um anyway, so Kelly McMillan, uh Godspeed, my friend. And uh, we wish you the best of luck. Best of luck. We we hope to see you in heaven. So, folks, I just want to say, you know, take care of your loved ones. Let them know you care and uh, do all the great stuff that you need to for them while we can. Philip Naiman, Firingland Radio Show. Godspeed, Kelly. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Shoot, Felipe. Shoot. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. AM 590, the answer.